1: I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Like I mentioned in the last episode, March is National Nutrition Awareness Month, so today I'm going to cover some tips on nutrition and raising healthy eaters. It's a tough world out there these days when it seems like there's junk everywhere, and every time I turn around, my kids have some candy bag they got at school, an ice cream social, another pizza party... These opportunities abound to indulge in these unhealthy foods. So how can we teach our kids to gain an appreciation and taste for these healthier foods? Let's start out with the sobering facts about childhood obesity. One in three U.S. children are overweight. In the last 30 years, the number of overweight children has doubled, and the number of obese adolescents has tripled. There is a strong likelihood that overweight children will be overweight adults. These numbers represent a huge impact on our future economy and healthcare costs. So what can we do? We need to help our kids make healthier food choices. Now that sounds obvious, right? So I'll cover several ways to help guide your kids in making these choices and growing an appreciation for the taste of healthy foods. First, teach your children about healthy choices and healthy portions. Different families and individuals can have vastly different needs when it comes to foods. Families with allergies or digestive or autoimmune issues have limits others may not. But in general, when we talk about healthy choices, we should think fruits and vegetables as the main part of the diet. Healthy fats, like olive oil and avocados and nuts, whole grains, and if your family eats meat, keep it lean, such as fish and poultry. If you're vegetarian or vegan, you already probably know that beans, nuts, and seitan are good options. Okay, so that sounds great in theory, but in practice, it's a bigger challenge. How do we actually do that? Encouraging fruits and vegetables can be a struggle for many families. So here are some tips. Add fruits and or vegetables to everything. Pizza, load it with vegetables. They may pick it off at first, But believe it or not, the exposure is important to help them get more comfortable. Pasta and sauce, put them in the sauce. Sauteed onions, red peppers, or mushrooms. Eggs, add it to the eggs. Spinach, tomato, onions, mushrooms, red peppers, broccoli. Keep presenting them. Keep the meals chock full of vegetables. Research shows that on average, kids need to be exposed to a vegetable 18 times before they will accept it. And if you have kids who've been picky in the past and have been able to get away with it or you've made something else for them instead, it's going to take longer. So just keep presenting and add them to everything. Don't make a big deal if they pick them out. Eventually they will try it and will stop picking at everything. The other thing is that a lot of times we parents try to make meals so healthy, but then snacks fall by the wayside. They end up eating chips or other processed sorts of foods. In that case, many kids will pick at their lunch and then hold out for snacks and fill up on those much less healthier options then. To circumvent this, Keep everything healthy, including snacks. If snacks are always fruits and vegetables, like veggies and hummus, or veggies and ranch, or yogurt with fruit mixed in it, celery and peanut butter, then no matter what they eat, they will be eating healthy. Then kids tend to eat lunch or dinner until they're full, rather than holding out for the more unhealthy snacks. Keep adding new vegetables to the mix, even if it's not your favorite. Get away from the staples of peas, carrots, and broccoli, and on a side note, corn is not a vegetable i'll get to that in a minute one day we made artichokes and now it's my eight-year-old's favorite vegetable kind of annoying because i don't love cooking them but he loves them he also loves grilled onions my six-year-old son loves beets i can't stand them and neither can my husband we think they taste like dirt but chandler loves them so much if we hadn't brought them into our house and allowed them to try other things We would never know this, and Chandler would never be eating beets, and Carter wouldn't be eating artichokes. So about corn, and potatoes also fall into this category. Corn and potatoes are starches, not vegetables. It's fine to eat them in moderation, but just be realistic about what they are. A steak or a burger with a baked potato and corn is a protein and two starches and no vegetables. So it would be better to do one or the other, the corn or the potato, And a vegetable like asparagus or broccoli etc even carrots while they are a vegetable are also on the starchier side so just be aware of favoring these types of foods too much just because kids will eat them readily make sure to minimize these starches and increase exposure to other vegetables like broccoli asparagus peppers onions mushrooms avocados you get the idea for really young toddlers and babies Allow them to explore the textures and tastes of their food. Let them get messy. It is an important part of the experience for them and helps them to enjoy and love these foods. I love the book Cooking for Baby by Lisa Barnes. It has a lot of great recipes to introduce new flavors and textures to babies and toddlers. I even still make some of those recipes today, like mushroom barley, among some others. Teach your kids about food and nutrition. That healthy foods help their bodies grow strong and their minds grow smarter too. Teach the difference between carbohydrates, fats, and proteins and what each one does for the body. That none of them are bad, but all need to be in balance. Our body needs fat. It needs fats, especially the healthy ones, the olive oils and the avocados and the nuts to build hormones and other parts of our body to work well. Teach the difference between whole grain carbs like spelt, wheat, barley, and corn, and refined carbs like white flour and sugar. Teach about portion sizes. What is a portion of bread, meat, or pasta? It's a lot smaller than most of us think. When my younger kids, usually my daughter, asks for another half a bagel or another waffle, I have to say no. A half bagel is enough, or one waffle is enough. If you're still hungry, we have lots of fruit left. But my older one can eat a lot, especially when he's swimming a lot, up to an hour and a half a day. But my daughter likes to ask for extra servings, especially of some of those more carby foods. When it's more than I eat, I know it's too much for a six-year-old. Teach your kids where their food comes from. Take them to a farm to go berry or apple picking. If you can grow a garden, even a small one or an herb garden and show them how you use the food when you cook. Encourage your kids to shop and also prepare foods with you. When you go shopping, let them pick out their favorite fruits and vegetables and choose them themselves. Even encourage them to choose a new one they'd like to try. That's how we ended up on the artichoke wagon. Then let kids help with the cooking at home, tossing the salad, adding ingredients, cutting up food. If they're young, let them cut softer foods with a butter knife like bananas, strawberries, melon, or cooked carrots. Even if you cut it first and they just cut it up into smaller pieces, they're still getting to help, they're feeling good, and they're getting exposure to these foods and making them more comfortable with them. When I come back, I'll share a couple more ways to raise healthy eaters, as well as some other useful tips in other areas to raise healthier kids, after a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: So back to our program. A couple more tips on raising kids who eat healthier. This first one is particularly for parents of infants. If you have a newborn or infant up through nine months, you'll want to pay particular attention to this one. Research shows there is a huge window of opportunity for increasing and creating an acceptance of foods starting around five or six months and going through nine, 10, or even into 11 months for some. During this time, babies will happily put pretty much anything offered to them into their mouths, so take advantage of this. Now, why does this stop? Well, shortly after babies learn to walk, a phenomenon known as neophobia sets in. This is the scientific term for an increase in suspicion and fear of new flavors. Scientists believe it has something to do with survival. Because back before modern life, when we didn't control every aspect of life and babies were free to wander, those that would eat stuff they were unfamiliar with off the ground or bushes or whatever could choke or get poisoned so it makes sense from an evolutionary perspective why this would be a good thing. Annoying as it is to parents though when we think our kids should just trust us and what we give them to eat. But the point is that if you have a young infant or an infant already in this age range, take advantage of this time frame and introduce a wide variety of foods and flavors now. In the class on feeding for infants and toddlers, I talk about how to introduce new foods to babies and toddlers safely, including how to avoid allergies, as well as choking hazards. So to learn more, you can see that class on the site at yourvillageonline.com under the development and health section. My last tip for the nutrition aspect is a great tip I heard from a mom of an Olympic gymnast about how she dealt with the snacking issue. Now, whether your children are athletes or not, this is a great tip. And we did have a particular issue with snacking because our oldest is so active in swimming. 90-minute practice three to four days a week, and he requires a lot of calories. So what this mom did was to put a list on the refrigerator of the junkier foods, and also the healthier snacks. She allowed her daughter to have two servings from the less healthy list a day, and the rest had to be from the healthy list. It eliminated fights and struggles, and it also gives the child a lot of freedom about what he or she can choose when and the child learns moderation because it's not super strict, but also sets limits. Now, if your child is not athletic, you may want to consider just one snack a day from the less healthy list. This list is things like chips, cookies, crackers, granola bars, and the like. The healthy side includes fruits, vegetables, beans, hummus, yogurt. Now, this is plain yogurt, not the already mixed fruity stuff with the added sugar. For yogurt, I like to add fruit like different kinds of berries or sometimes peanut butter or vanilla and then a little bit of stevia. Now, we have a handout available on this podcast episode page on the website, yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. You can see the latest episode on tips for raising healthy eaters to find the handout that has this list you can put up on your refrigerator of the healthy foods and the less healthy foods so that you can put it up and help your family regulate their snack intake. Now for more tips and ideas on raising healthy eaters, you can see the two classes on the site, the one for infants and toddlers I already mentioned, and the other for preschoolers and beyond at yourvillageonline.com under the development and health section. Now, in addition to nutrition, there are two other areas to consider when raising healthy kids. First, it's to get kids moving. The Centers for Disease Control recommend that children and adolescents should have 60 minutes of physical activity every day. This should include aerobic activity and muscle strengthening but no weightlifting, at least until the kids are into older adolescence, 16, 17, and the like. It's too stressful on their growing bones, muscles, ligaments, tissue. But they can do muscle strengthening in other ways, like plyometrics and using their own body weight, like planks and push ups and sit ups and things. It can, but it doesn't have to be an organized sport. And actually, With the exception of a few sports, just running around outside with friends, riding bikes, playing basketball, or just running around and climbing at the park is even better since they're getting non-stop movement. With a lot of sports, kids a lot of times spend a lot of time standing around while they're helping different groups of kids or helping kids individually. And so with some of these sports or early on when they don't have a lot of skills yet, they spend a lot of time standing around. Also, get moving with them throw the ball around, play basketball, ride bikes, whatever your family likes or wants to try. It sets an example for your children and builds a bond through exercise. Now, our family likes to hike together. The kids love to explore nature and also love the climbing part, especially when they find a big rock or incline either on the trail or up beside the trail. And then the last area is to monitor screen time. By screen time, I mean anything with a screen, phone, tablet, computer, or TV. Monitor this closely. Here are some statistics about how screen time affects children's physical health. Kids who watch TV two hours or more a day are less physically fit than those who watch less. They are also much more likely to eat high fat, high energy snack, Now, that comes from the Canadian Pediatric Society. Also, the number of hours spent watching TV is positively correlated with an increased risk for high cholesterol levels in children. And time spent watching TV or in front of a computer is showing to affect posture development. A study published in 2010, there was a positive correlation between a child's body mass index, meaning how large they are, how much they weigh, or their BMI, and the time they spent watching commercials. Now, there are many reasons for this, that the screen time will affect a child's physical development, but just one of them is that screen time is a very sedentary activity, and therefore, in general, tends to take time away from other more physical activities, and even just Imaginative play, whether kids are running around or they're sitting and playing or playing a game, uses brain power. And using the brain actually burns a lot of calories. So, here are the recommended guidelines for screen time for kids by age by two different organizations, Zero to Three and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Zero to Three recommends no screen time for children two years old and younger half hour a day as a maximum for children two to three years old and an hour a day as a maximum for older children. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends no screen time, same as zero to three, for children two years and younger, and then two hours a day maximum for children over two. For more information on screen time, the negative effects, how to regulate it, including online dangers and how to deal with battles over technology, you could see the class, on Kids and Media on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Modern Parenting section. For those who have been listening for a while, you probably heard about my journey with having to quit running and start swimming last October due to some hip issues. Well, after getting the opinion of three different surgeons and the pain and swelling still continuing and actually getting more frequent, I had decided I'd had enough. So I'm scheduled for a double hip replacement surgery next week. So I will not be releasing an episode next week. I hope to be back the following week, but I may have to take a two-week hiatus. We'll see how my recovery transpires. In the meantime, if you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.